are. Boom. You like that intro, don't you? Yeah, we are back. But as I mentioned before, we are pleased today um, to announce we have a very, very, very special guest today, um, Katie Anthony. Um, she is the host of New York Times Recommended Podcast, um, Divorce Survival Guide Podcast, and a certified coach with over um, a decade's worth of experience. So um, we can't wait to have her today. Um, she has helped women make the most difficult decision in their life that um, pertains to marriage and um, separation as well. Um, she has helped divorced moms recover from toxic and emotional um, and abusive marriages. Um, so we would love for everyone to welcome um, Katie Anthony. Um, so we're going to give her a round of applause already. I think she'll be joining shortly. I know Kate Anthony. Um, she'll be joining us shortly, but um, she's going to be our special guest today. Is that the request right there? Um, no, no, it's not. Nope, nope, that's not. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you know, mine's late. Boom. I'm so excited to chat with her. Katie Anthony! Woo! Hello! Welcome! How are you? I sent it, I sent it, Yay! Um, did you miss the, uh, the wonderful intro that uh, we just gave you? I came in like halfway through it, and I and I thank you. Well, <laughs> basically, so you guys. all we said was that you're freaking amazing, and we're so happy to be chatting with you. I'm so happy to be chatting with you guys too. You guys are awesome. Thank Aww, you. Thank you. Thank you're you so awesome. Um, but yeah, so we just kind of want to jump right in, as we only have you for a few minutes, um, and we want to cover as much ground as possible. I'm um, here as long as you want me. Oh, oh, wait, don't say that now. Oh, in that case, we have modified the show for two and a half hours. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, so why don't we just jump right in and talk a little bit about how you even got on this journey. Like, how did you get here? Yeah, I'm Oops, sorry. I'm covering my camera while I up, up my volume. Um, well, I got here, you know, the same similar to the way you guys got here. Right. Like I went through it. I went through a lot. And um, I sort of, you know, came out the other side and then people wanted to, and like you guys, you know, I, I had a really, really volatile marriage um, mm. with my ex, like real volatile. Um, and then when we decided to get divorced, we were able to sort of set all that aside and be like, all right, <laughs> what matters here? Um, and what mattered was our son. And he was three and a half at the time. He is about to be 16. Wow. And, <laughs> um, <laughs> and he, and so we were able to do that. And then people were coming to me being like, how did you guys do that? Like people knowing like how, who we were and how we were before watching us really get along and be really like, you know, doing this really well. We're like, of all people, how did you guys do this? Right. Mm -hmm. And so eventually um, I decided that I'd answer that question enough. I should probably go to school and learn how to like actually help people do this. And so I, mm -hmm. so I went to, um, you know, got my certificate, my coaching certification, got a, got a bunch of, bunch of certifications and did a bunch of studying and turned it into my, into my, my full-time job. Amazing. And it's, it's morphed, but that's sort of where it started, but you know, right. over time. Of course, right. Morphed, right, 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 right. Um, amazing to hear. Um, so I feel like in, in this point in life, I, I definitely can see that you're obviously living in a purpose, in your purpose. Um, and, you know, 
the more I grow in my own personal purpose and even Cedric and his, like we kind of get even more so even into our brand. So this brand that we have together, um, you know, it's our lives, but it's also becoming a brand and it's also becoming part of our business lives or whatever. But would you say, um, like what, what would you say has led you, like led you to create the platform that you're on um, in order to help other people live in their purpose. And, um, but also you're, I mean, in helping other people, you're also in your own purpose, you know? So how did you, what does yeah. the, the platform do for you in that regard? Well, uh, that's an interesting question. It's, you know, I mean, look, it's, it's an amazing thing. And I think it's not everyone gets to do it, but it is an amazing thing to have your business and your work really be an extension of your life and your passion and your purpose, as you said, right? Um, And it's a privilege. It's a a privilege to be able to do that. And I don't take it lightly. Um, And I, um, and in order to, you know, the the plot, and so, I mean, essentially I started, I started on my purpose, um, you know, on my path, Right. Mm -hmm. And then I built the platform as I went and it's taken, it's taken many years. And I think this is one of, one of the things that like, we don't talk about an online business enough, right. Is how long it takes to really build, right. Someone could drop into my life right now and be like, Whoa, look at her and the success and the, you know, the platform and the numbers and the whatever. But y'all, if you had been around, like even three or four years ago or five years ago when I was, you know, eating rice and beans and, you know, every time my son asked if we could go to the movies, I'd be like, no, like I, you know, and, and yet I couldn't give up. Right. I couldn't, yeah. <laughs> I could, some days I was like, you need to get a job. Right. Just like go work at TJ's or like right. whatever for the health insurance. Like literally there were, t- and I was like, I can't, <laughs> tell me I about it. <laughs> Right. But I couldn't. Right. Like I couldn't. Um, someone's asking, Kira is asking, how many years has it been? I've been in my business for um, 10 or 11 years now. And I will say that it was seven years when my felt like my wheels were like solidly on the track. Wow. And that I and I knew what that track was. It's a it's it's not. It's not. Um, yeah, I mean, we're sort of we're sort of segueing here, like know, something, know, something else completely, right? But like, we'll talk about online business together. <laughs> but, <laughs> but no, really, it's it's been, um, but it is an honor. It is an honor yeah. and a privilege to be able to work in a field and that makes a difference and that I really feel is is my purpose here. You know, and I had to go Absolutely. through some, I had to go through some shit to get there, right? I had to go through a divorce, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. right? Yeah, um, I I definitely feel like that's where a lot of um, the lessons that or the relatable lessons that we are able to share with people through our lives, it happens in those hard places and in the the transparent moment, you know, like nobody it's it's cute when everyone when the marriage when it's like happily ever after and all that good stuff. But what people can really relate to um, and what I've even been able to kind of push for in my own life 
um, in business is just showing those hard parts that people don't get to see as much um, and sharing right. about them. And I think, I mean, to your point, that's kind of how we got here. Yep. Um, just going through a very rough moment and taking something and learning from it. Because, um, you know, it's, it's life lessons. Um, but I, I do, you know, I did do some research about you. And one of the things that I noticed is that you do, um, you service a lot of women, and in particular, women with children. Um, yes. How did, was that because of, that was a relatable point for you? Or how did you make that decision? Like, why is it more so women with kids? Or do you even service women without kids they, that just may be going through a divorce? Or I do. I, I do now. I mean, because what's interesting is that almost everything I do is sort of put through the lens of children, really, right? And so when I first started, I was like, I don't care how you get to, and still to this day, like, I don't care how you get divorced if you have kids, if you don't have kids, right? If you want to spend all your money and take them to court and drive them through the mud and go through, you know, whatever, <laughs> right? And you right. want to spend, you know, all of your life savings and you, and you want to like be angry for the rest of your life at this person, like go for it. But right. if you have kids, that's where I draw the line yeah. because they're the ones that suffer. Yeah. And so that's really why I started working just with women with children was because I felt like, you know, like I said, like you want to, you want to be miserable through your divorce, like fine. But if you have kids, uh, uh, and, um, you know, my, my job is really to help people process through what their needs to process, what, what, what they need to process through so that they can, put their kids at the center of every decision that they make mm -hmm. so their that their resentment is not being put in front of everything else right right they're, the blame the sh the shame the bitterness the anger the rage right like okay you may like all of that may be so justified right but i want you to process through that and have a place for it Mm -hmm. so that when it comes to your co-parenting relationship or your divorce process, that's not in there. Right. That's not toxifying uh, the experience for your children. Right. Do you feel, I was just going to ask the, tra like the trauma that you help these women um, heal through. Do you feel like it's, it could be a combination of both. I'm probably answering my own question, but do you feel that the trauma is more so individual based, like things that they probably have carried on, like before they, they even got into this relationship, which is which could be why they're in this toxic relationship in the first place, or uh -huh. a lot of situations <laughs> where you know this situation was so traumatic for me. Now I'm I'm damaged because of this. Like, is it a mixture of both, or do you see one or more yeah. so the, of the other? Well, I think it's, I do think it's both, right? I do think it's yes and, right? Because most people who get into, um, are drawn into super toxic relationships and, um, and get, uh, you know, into abusive relationships, they kind of, they, they recognize it from some sort of, you know, pattern from, from childhood and family mm -hmm. trauma, family mm -hmm. of origin trauma, right? Mm -hmm. And also epigenetics, right? Also generational trauma. This shit yes. goes back, right? Yeah. It goes back. And so, um, so I see, I see, I see all, I see all 
sides of it, right? And yeah. so when I work with women, I do help them. And I'm very careful, and I need to be very careful to say that understanding your past trauma or the generational trauma that you are mm -hmm. carrying does not make you at fault or responsible for any abuse or trauma that you've suffered in a relationship. It does not right. take the onus off the abuser. It doesn't, right? But we also, we wanna heal those wounds and we wanna, we wanna be able to you know, heal that so that we don't repeat the patterns over and over and over again, exactly. right? Cause look, we're all waking up to this. This is like, we're the first generation. Like this is like kind of new in many ways, certainly in the mainstream. Mm -hmm. So we're all waking up to this. We get to stop this, mm -hmm. right? We get, so there's, there is power in that. Right. Right. I mean, it's pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like a lot of, um, like even in our relationship when we were dating, I feel like a lot of our issues were past traumas from childhood, like yeah. things that took place with individually but like things you Probably had before. going on growing up things i had grown up like my relationships with my parents and all this stuff and then you put that into a relationship it was just like or i mean or so i mean like that's a perfect segue so to divorce point we were in a situation well me like my upbringing i've never been in a situation where i seen my mother uh with one man right so even with like our um, ecosystem or our community of viewers. We've got viewers that, um, they were divorced from their, um, other parent and now they're in a situation where they're co-parenting. Or then we got situations where they were never married. Mm -hmm. And I think some yeah. of that may be some past traumas or some past, I guess, history situations. So for you specifically, um, do you have a different approach in terms of like how you coach, um, how you navigate through those situations and kind of giving people feedback, people that have never seen what it looks like to be married or people that were never married, but now they're in a situation where they're co-parenting. So does your approach yeah. differ? Um, that's a great question. I don't know that my approach differs. I think the circumstances differ, right? And, you know, I see everything. Okay. I see people who are married, who have been married for a long time. I see people who were together for one night, right? And like, <laughs> and yeah. here they are. That's true. Um, I don't know that the approach differs so much as, but the, but the circumstances do. And so the, the, I guess the advice might be different, right? Okay. Because listen, you could have had a one night stand with someone and have a phenomenal co-parenting relationship yeah, and have been married for 20 years and not be able to be in the same room, right. you know, let alone handing off children. Right. So, um, so it really does depend on, um, on the circumstances more than, more than, more than anything. Right. And the feelings, right. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, what is the feeling? What's the experience you're having in this relationship? Right. Is this something that's that's really like is it is it further traumatizing you, right? Are you getting you know re-triggered every with every interaction? Yep. You know, or are you cool? Right. And yeah, and by true. the way, sometimes that changes day to day. Yeah. Cuz yeah. there there are days where I'm sure you don't need to tell you guys this, right? There are days in my relation, you know, in my relationship with my ex where I'm, you know, everything's fine. Like we can, we do the co-parenting thing. We're great. Everything's fine. Something will happen and I will get so triggered or he will get so triggered. And we're, we're back there. 
mm-hmm. we're back to 20 years ago, <laughs> you yeah. know? And it's like, oh man. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so like when there's, and she, like she loves saying quick because so on some of our previous platforms, like we spoke about what our trigger points were, right? Um, so yeah. for you specifically, like whenever you do get to that point where you could potentially become triggered, like what are some of the things that like you could recommend? I mean, because obviously coming from someone yeah. that, that can provide such great information like you, I know that divorce it took a lot for us to get to the point where, to your point, we may be back where we're in the same household and we can't stand each other if one of our trigger points are tapped or touched. So like, like what would be some advice that you would give to us to help cope with the end to divorce point? We're continually like we're growing every day. So one day right. things may be fine. The next day we're irritated. So totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think, I think the biggest thing, the biggest thing, the first step is take some space. Yeah. Like don't dive in. Like you get triggered and you just want to like, mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah. And the worst thing you, that's the worst thing you can do for it. So the best thing you can do for the relationship and for yourself, right, is to, is to take a little space. If that could be take a walk around the block, say, Hey, you know what? I'm really triggered. I, I got to call you back. Yeah. Um, and then if anyone ever says to you, um, you know, Hey, I'm triggered. I got to call you back. Let them go. Yes. <laughs> Let them go. If someone's like, I'm going, I need, I need some air. let them go because you don't let them go and you're blocking them from being, and they will lose their their minds. So the first, that is the first thing. And then cleansing breaths, do some, um, you know, uh, butterfly taps, which is a great um, central nervous system regulator. Um, I work with a trauma therapist who has, we're doing all, all of this, you know, embodiment stuff. So anything that you can do, that can um, essentially sti- like cross stimulate the, the sides of the brain yep. will calm you out of a, out of a trauma response. Yeah. Right. Yep. Um, and so, you know, and that could be grounding, just getting your feet in the dirt, right. Yep. Um, anything that you can do so that your central nervous system gets re-regulated before you enter into the conversation again. Yes. I need yep. to, I need to do that. Now. All right. Enough of that. <laughs> so, so, okay. So, and and uh, this is actually perfect. So some of the things that you're talking about, I mean, and I think what we have to kind of bring more to the table is, so I, and this is my opinion, and please correct me if I'm wrong and I want to hear your feedback. I think yeah. that there's more platforms that support women whenever there's you're instances right. like this, like from an emotional standpoint. And I mean, as quiet as kept, I mean, men may get mad at me, but I think men are almost as equally, um, um, I think men are just, press, um, Sorry. men, so I think men are just as equally emotional as women. So what types of um, yes. things do you have or does does your platform gear towards men as well? Because for me specifically, I had a hard time adjusting to the co-parenting situation. Um, and it's almost like you almost have to be macho and you can't say much. So I think um, it's good. I mean, if there are things that I don't know about, maybe you can kind of give us some feedback and, and some, some platforms or like some outlets that can help men. Listen, I've got to tell you, you're, you're not wrong. You're a hundred percent right. I've got my pen ready. So let me know. There, well, there are not as many, there are not enough platforms for men in yeah. this, in this arena. So, you know, I, I, I want to hear from all the men who are doing this because, um, I do hear from men. Listen, 
that unfortunately, I think there's, it's like a catch 22, right? There's a lot mm -hmm. going on here. We have, we, we live in a culture in which men are taught that their emotions are bad, um, you know, makes them, you know, pussies or fags or whatever, whatever horrible thing, right? I mean, yeah. sorry to, to use the language, but like, that's right. what, that's what we're told, right? Yeah. Um, and it's bullshit. You're right. Men have just as many emotions, men, you know, if not more, because they don't know where to put them, right? Exactly. Right. Listen, Deborah and I have an issue. We have 10,000 girlfriends on speed dial, right? At our fingertips that we call... <laughs> Like, it's not a thing, but for men, like how many do you have that you feel really, really yeah, strongly yeah. that you yeah. can just pick up the phone and let, and let it out. Right. Yep, yep. And so because of the social conditioning and I, I, I'll go out of limb and assume it's, it's far worse for black men. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Right. And I was going to, yeah, you're absolutely right. And so to, and so to, so, so you don't, so then, and then it's, you know, there aren't that many out there. So like, oh, well maybe I don't, I shouldn't need it. Right. Because there are, but it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a catch 22. Nice. We need more. We need to normalize the fact that men are in as much need of emotional support as women are. Yeah. Um, and you know, I've had men come to me and say, Hey, do you work with men? And I'll say, you know, sure, sure. Um, and then they don't show up. Right. Mm. And so it's, I, I had a bunch of men, a bunch of them email me when my program first launched my, should I say, or should I go program first launched? And they were like, Hey, what about a program for men? And I was like, dude, let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, and I sent out an email to all of the men who had emailed me and I asked them to beta test it. I was charging like nothing. And one man signed up yeah and i ended up having to do like a one-on-one -on -one session with him because i wasn't going to beta test a program with one man right yeah and i see that happen in my practice over and over and over again and i think it's because there's shame i think it's because they just right and so the more men like you cedric and my friend um, ben helpond um uh daniel harold like there are a bunch of men that are starting to come up in this um world and we need to see more of them we yeah. need more of them and they yeah. need to get louder and um and i think women like like myself who have platforms need to be elevating the voices of these men absolutely yeah and i agree with that and that's what i was gonna say um i actually started this platform by myself in 2019 but then it did it just made so much more sense to have cedric on with me because we needed to we needed the full like of course, I can get my perspective, but it's a million women out there who are thinking exactly what I'm thinking, but it doesn't help. It doesn't fill in the other part of the circle. So that's why, you know, it's, it's, it's vital that he's here, that he expresses himself and that he has a, a voice on this platform and in this community because, it, like you said, it's not, it's not there. It's not present at this moment. So I agree. I agree. I'm so glad that I'm so glad that you that you realize that. And Cedric, I'm so glad you said yes. Yeah. Right. You know? Yeah. And, and, and so additionally, Kate, so like to your perspective, so I think your platform does support the male perspective and like the thoughts and the emotions, but it's just, you're not having enough men stand up to the plate or they never like follow through. So one thing that I can kind of contest to and I can support 
with what you're saying is Devorah and I, and I keep referring back to the platform. So we've had previous encounters where, um, can you press that Marcus close? Um, so uh, we've had previous encounters, sorry, the phone keeps going uh, frozen, but we've had previous encounters where her and I will have to converse something. And if I don't touch it right then and there or within a feasible time frame. 24 to 48 hours, it's out of sight, out of mind. So I can kind of relate to the guys that are coming to you and say, hey, Kate, we need to do this, we talk about this, but then they kind of disappear and they disperse because mm-hmm. I think men, we're not, but I think it's very a false stigma, right? So for me, it's like, okay, if I forget about it after 24 to 48 hours, it's out of sight, out of mind, but realistically, all I'm doing is packing more onto the sandwich yeah. where, at I, where I get to a point where there's so much on my sandwich, I explode. So that's yeah. why I think, it's important for myself and the gentleman that you mentioned earlier to have a heavy presence, still being masculine, but still showing that there's an outlet like your platform that we can reach out to and get that type of support that's needed. Because I think it's it's crucial. And even as you alluded to, as an African-American man, you're looked down upon if you show any type of emotion. And I didn't get to my growth point until I learned that it's okay to be emotional. It's okay to be vulnerable. Right. But I still don't feel like I have the outlet to speak to that. And I'm not in a I guess a cohesive environment where I've got enough of my bros to be like, yeah, man, today was, you know, so it's like, you don't really want to sit in politic about stuff like that. So I think it's important to see what you're doing and that there are resources out there, but we just kind of have to come together and join forces and be consistent. Wow. Yeah. Bro. Here she goes. Yes, Lord. You know, I try, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. I love it. I mean, I will say, I will say that my platform is mostly geared towards women because they're the ones consuming it because frankly, they're the ones paying me, right? Like they're my clients, but you know, look, I'm, you know, I would be, I would be more than happy to make, to, to shift it. If it, you know, if I felt like, um, more men were listening or, you know, and also (laughs) I remember once having, I had this guy email me once and he was like, Hey, you know, I really relate to everything that you're talking about on your podcast, but I relate to it from the female perspective, right? Mm-hmm. Like the stuff that you're talking about, like in abuse dynamics, right? Um, I feel like I'm the woman in those situations. Could you do another podcast that's just for men? Oh, could you start a podcast that's just for men where you talk? Yeah. I, I emailed him back and I was like, so the amount of labor (laughs) that you are expecting me to do right now to start an entirely other podcast just for you, you, because you can't switch the genders in your head while you're listening to me (laughs) might be one of the problems that you are having in your marriage. (laughs) Right. Right. Oh my God. Wow. So I invite, you know, I, I do invite everyone. And I do say this often on my podcast. Like I invite you, if you are a man listening and you feel like you relate, just switch the genders. Like just listen to the message. Don't listen to the gender. Right. If I'm, if I'm talking about women too much, because my listenership is like 85% women, Yeah. you know, or more, I don't know. Um, Yeah. Well, we're we're actually coming up on our closing time, but I have one more thing for you. Um, I mean, we're talking a lot about clients, and obviously most of them are women. And, I mean, clearly you are, you're growing at an exponential rate at this point in your career. And so how are you deciding 
who are you going to accept as your client? You know what I'm saying? Like, which cases? How do you know? How do you know? Because you can't take everybody. Um, I can't. I can't. And I don't. And I don't. I get on a call. I mean, I do a, I do a consultation with everybody. Look, my, my online program, like, whatever. Anyone can buy that. That's fine, mm-hmm. right? Um, but my one-on-one work, um, I'm very selective. And I will say that because of my podcast and because of my 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 platform people know me and they kind of it, it it is sort of self-selecting right yeah you're not going to work with me if you don't relate to me and i have found over the last couple of years that the reverse is really true that if you're going to sign up for a consult with me and i do charge for consults for for this reason right right um it's i don't i don't charge much for a consult by the way I charge but, like as you should. Bucks. Yes. but i do but i do charge for it at this point um and if you're going to sign up and you're going to get on the phone with me, <clears throat> most of the women who show up for those calls are really like, they're kind of my people. They already know it already, mm-hmm. right? They've been listening to my podcast and they, and they do know it, but I, but I do have some screeners. I mean, I, we have a conversation. I can tell the flow. I can tell if they're self-reflective. Mm-hmm. I can tell if they are taking responsibility for things or if they just want to be right and they want to blame. Um, in which case, like we can't, like, you know, that's not going to work. Right. Um, and they, you know, they have, they have to be, they have to be really open to doing the work. And so I asked them if they've ever been in therapy, if they've ever been in coaching before, like people who ha- have been doing the work yeah. are the people that I really, um, that I do, that I work with. Awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. also just a lot of intuition, right? Just what? like, yeah. Okay. So, um, Kate, we definitely, like, we really appreciate you. Um, I don't think we're going to hold you for two and a half hours, which we did plan to do. Um, but <laughs> so, so how can our viewers reach out to you, like, for your um, services and things? Like, how can you be reached? Because we definitely want to make sure that people can contact you. Thank you so much. So um, everything is on my website, which is kateanthony.com. Um, right here on Instagram, I'm at the Divorce Survival Guide. My podcast is the Divorce Survival Guide podcast, and it's on every platform imaginable um and i sometimes do tiktok <laughs> oh nice okay i gotta set my game up okay i've been in a while i think it's one of those things i think you really have to commit to and i have not really yeah. committed to it but it's there uh-huh. and i've had a few of my videos go viral so i'm like i should probably hang out there more often yes yeah. yes i'm Definitely. like oh, i don't look cute today oh, <laughs> 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 um so those are, you know, and on Facebook, I have an amazing Facebook group called Should I Stay or Should I Go? Mm-hmm. Um, and you can just search for that. And that's got about over like 5,500 women right now, all in the same boat. And it's a great, <laughs> a great space. And my doorbell's ringing. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, gosh. <sighs> Awesome. Um, well, again, we thank you so much for coming on as a, as a guest, um, you know, talking to our followers on our platform and educating everyone on your expertise. Like, I mean, you're a guru in this in this community right now. So oh, um, we so appreciate sweet. you. Yeah. And we appreciate your time. Um, yeah. Thank you so much. I oh, so appreciate oh. it. I adore you guys. I'm so glad oh. we got to have, have this conversation. You guys are Absolutely. awesome. Likewise, you are Thank too. You. Um, and I yeah. love your name too. So the Divorce Survival Guide, that's awesome and catchy. Um, and then Should I Stay or Should I Go? It sounds like it should be, it may like be like a sequel of a movie or something like that. So 
You might be onto something there. She's always trying to sing. (laughs) (laughs) No, but thanks so much, Kate. Thank Thank you you so much. Thank Thank you. We appreciate you. And as I always say, oh, thank you, thank you again. Um, With faith and open mind and supportive roles, we can build the co-parent goals. Thank you again. Thanks, Kate. We appreciate you.